The following podcast may contain mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, er, buddy? How you doing? This is Glenn, and welcome to the Glenn Thinks Up podcast. I don't really talk that fast. I really talk way slower, but it was fun to do for one second. <laughs> How are you doing today? If you're new, welcome to my podcast. On my podcast, I just like to kind of talk about things that I think about. And so, yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that pretty much sums up how simple-minded I am on this podcast, or just in life in general. So, anyway, speaking of river dance, what's up with that? <laughs> I saw something. I don't know what it was. If it was something on YouTube or if it was a GIF that somebody texted me or what. I don't remember. But I thought about Riverdance a couple weeks ago. And I was thinking how strange of a fad that that was. Like, it didn't last. Everybody's still not going bonkers over Riverdance, but it was just kind of an odd thing that everybody got into for a while. And we do that a lot. I think in society, we get into some weird stuff. But what Riverdance was, for those of you that are too young to remember Riverdance in all of its glory and splendor, it was a bunch of Irish people. I'm pretty sure it was Irish. And uh, which I don't have anything against Irish people. I think that I have some Scotch Irish in me. I'm pretty sure, but I do. But it was all these people that held their arms stiff by their sides, and they all got in this long line, and all their feet did the same thing really quickly. And then there was a head dude, the head river dancer, and he usually had an open shirt exposing his river dance chest. And they would just do the da 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 which is what I hear in my head when I think about Riverdance. It's not really Irish music, but when I see a gif or a picture of the river dancers, I just think da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that doesn't make any sense because that's the Mexican band. What's that called? The um Oh, what what do they call the group that plays the songs? Uh, cool thing, I forgot how to talk this week, so that's good. But anyway, I'm not going to sit here and try to... Mariachi! Mariachi? Mariachi. That's it. Mariachi band, see? It came to me. It came to me in the night. And I should have written it down, but I did not. But anyway, yeah, Riverdance was weird. And then everybody's like, yeah, we don't like that anymore. You know, which I think is kind of a good thing. I think that that's not something that needs to be passed on from generation to generation. But if you really like Riverdance, you know, yeah, that's cool. You know, no judgment here. So let me tell you one more thing and then I'll get into my podcast because I want to redeem myself uh, from the Riverdance thing because I just, I don't even know why I told you that. I just thought that it was weird. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Riverdance and then you'll say, oh yes, that is stupid. <laughs> but anyway, so I had this dream, right? And I threw a little tweet up on Twitter, a little tweet, tweety tweet tweet. And, uh, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, 
So I had this dream, and I usually don't remember my dreams, but this dream was so odd that I remembered it when I woke up. Because you know how sometimes you forget your dreams as you go into your day. Well, this dream, I think I had it maybe Saturday night, or it doesn't matter what night I had it. Let's spend five minutes trying to remember what night I had the dream on it, since it's so relevant to the story. Anyway, so I had this dream, and what it was is I was on a school bus, and I'm not, this is not a political thing, but this was just my dream, so I'm going to tell you it. I was on the school bus, and Obama was on the school bus with me. It was me and Obama were on the school bus, right? And we we drove the school bus down this dirt road that kind of went into the woods, right? And... What it was, was it was ended up being a time portal because if you watch American Horror Story, there's this season called Roanoke, right? The Roanoke, the house that uh, it takes place like a long time ago. I didn't really think that it was a solid season. It's not one of my favorite seasons. It's probably one of my least favorite seasons of American Horror Story, but there are elements in every season I'm definitely going to watch every season, and there's stuff that I like in all of the seasons. But anyway, there's some cool stuff in Roanoke, and if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's cool. But we came out, Obama and I came out in the school bus at the Roanoke house, right? And it wasn't the people from American Horror Story. It was just the house. Well, there was a hostage situation inside the Roanoke house, right? And I don't know what happened to Obama in the dream. I just know he might have went one way and I went another way, but I went into the Roanoke house and went down the stairs. And I guess in my subconscious, there's Home Alone stuff because it was just Christmas and I just saw those movies. But I went down the stairs and there were all these hostages in the bottom of the Roanoke house. And... um. It was like the wet bandits had took over because it was flooded. The basement was flooded. There were all these people downstairs, right? And I'm not just going to keep going and going with this because it's really just, it's just a weird dream that I had that I thought, I'll talk about that in the beginning of my podcast and I'll make the people suffer before they suffer through the rest. But <laughs> I'm really selling myself here. But anyway, so there were all these hostages. And let's just say that your boy rose to the occasion. What's going on, everybody? I'm glad to be talking to you today. I sound like Luca Brasi. Remember Luca Brasi in the beginning of The Godfather? Don Corleone, thank you for inviting me to your daughter's wedding on the day of your daughter's wedding. Luca Brasi should have had a podcast. The Luca Show. I would have totally listened to it. I like Luca Brasi. But anyway, I don't even, I just, that just came in my head. I didn't plan on saying that, but it got me through the awkward beginning it's the awkward beginning that I struggle with because once I get on a roll, I won't shut up. Anyway, so the bank lady. Let me tell you a story about the bank lady, all right? So I think that it was about, it might have been two weeks ago, I went into the bank. I live in a small town. I go into this bank all the time. And so I usually am familiar with the tellers of my bank 
and uh, I've even gotten to know a couple of them, and they're nice people. But um, this was a new lady, right? And I went up to the counter, and I said, this is what I need to do, and I need a money order for this. I get money orders still because I don't have checks. I don't write checks. I don't really like checks. I don't want to be that guy in line somewhere that's paying with a check because everybody doesn't like that guy. And I guess I'm not trying to please everybody around me. I just don't like that guy, you know? And so I still get money orders and I pay for them. And it's really stupid to do that, I guess. But I've just, that's the way I've been for a long time. I had checks before and I wasn't crazy about it. Isn't this an interesting podcast so far? Glenn had checks before, but he, but he didn't care for them. All right, well, it's about to get exciting, let me tell you. So, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't try, I shouldn't try to be annoying. But anyway, so I went up to the counter and I said, this is what I need to do. I need to put this here and this there, and I need a money order, right? And I gave the lady the, the money order total. I think it was maybe 20-something dollars or something. And, uh... And so she she was new, and I could tell she was taking her si- time. You know, no worries. I'm not in a rush. You know, I, I understand how it is to be the new person on the job, ma'am. I sympathize with you. And if I see somebody's new on a job like that, I'm, I try to even go out of my way to be overly understanding. You know, because nobody likes somebody that's ugly to people, you know? And so... You know, she was saying all these numbers, and I wasn't... She had a British accent. Not that that's relevant to the story, but she she did have an accent, so I could tell she was not from this place where I live. And so she was saying all these numbers, so I really wasn't paying attention. And then she went to get my money order and came back and handed it to me. And it was, it was something like $45 on the money order. Well, I didn't even look at the money order. I was like, thank you very much. And I turned around to walk away, and then I stopped when I saw that it was the wrong amount because I wanted one for like $24. And I had the, I had the bill with me that I, the little bill that I had to pay. And so, you know, I distinctly remember telling her the right amount because when you look at something, I, I remember saying it, you know, because if I didn't remember saying I said the wrong number, I would admit it. Well, so there was a long line of people and so I stood there for a minute. I just didn't want to walk right back up. And um, so I went up to another teller that was open and I said, look here, this is wrong. And she said that I needed to go back to the teller that gave me the money order. And so, so I waited and I went back up to her and, you know, I was like, totally, it's a mistake. Totally. I get it. It's cool. This is, you gave me the wrong amount. If you could, you know, tear this one up and give me a new one, that'd be great. Well, then she got an attitude with me, right? And started acting like I had told her the 45 and that totally wasn't what I did. And I was kind of, it kind of caught me off guard because I was almost apologetic. You know, I had the apologetic to, I'm sorry to bother you. You work at my bank and you messed this up. Can you please fix it? She was, she was, she was getting an attitude with me. And 
right away I was like, oh, no, you didn't. And I'm not usually that way at all, but I don't like to be accused of, of something that I remember that I didn't do. And I was like, she said, you said for, and I said, I said this lady, look here. I didn't say those exact words. <laughs> I'm just not that, I'm not that cold yet. But, uh, I just thought that it was strange that, that, somebody that works a job like that that's like rule number one even if the customer's wrong they're right you know and i just wanted to make it right i didn't want to you know let me talk to your manager you know new person so i just thought that it was kind of weird that she kind of got an attitude with me like that usually i'm pretty easy going and i don't really i don't really have a problem i only had a problem at my bank one other time and they shorted me um a few hundred dollars and then they had to pull their drawer because they acted like they didn't believe me because i i'd walked out and counted my money and came back in and sure enough they they had messed up and then they apologize after they count their drawer in front of me because i am a liar you know if you were gonna like rip off a bank wouldn't that be a pretty stupid way to do it you know just say well you you ripped me off three hundred dollars you know because that they would discover that you were lying because they could go back and look at the video and count the door after you left and then be, be like he's a thief so that would be pretty stupid but i guess it's just protocol so i shouldn't even complain I just thought it was weird. Some, I'm like that sometimes, though. If a if a waitress or a waiter gets my... What what are we supposed to say now? Can we say waitress anymore? Is it just waiter? The, the staff. The restaurant staff. <laughs> if they get my order wrong, sometimes I'm apologetic. And sometimes I'm just like, ah. It's not that I, I'm scared to say anything or I, that I'm just like, oh, no. It's just like, I just feel like I'm bothering people sometimes that do their job, you know. And I shouldn't be that way. But the bank lady, I did let her know that I was innocent of all charges. <laughs> so that happened this week. Something else that I was thinking about this week is is beard life. Like my beard. I have a beard. I have a beard. And I've had a beard for a few years now. I really like my beard. I didn't grow my beard until I was in my 30s. Obviously. And, uh, and I don't know why I didn't grow one before. Because I really like having a beard. I've always had facial hair. I've had facial hair ever since I could grow facial hair. I had facial hair before I could really grow facial hair. Because I just didn't like my face and I don't like shaving. Once I started shaving, I was just like, you know, I don't care for this very much. This is a lot of work and I don't like to do this a lot. And so I started growing a goatee when I was probably around 15 and it was pretty slack. It was a scraggly looking goatee, but I, I really just didn't like my chin. I think that I have a weak chin. You know, I don't have a Jay Leno chin or like a good solid, you know, the chins with the little cracks on them. I call them butt chins, the little butt chin. I don't have a nice butt chin like that. I always wondered how people with butt chins shaved, shave that in that little crack. Do they spread it up? You know what I'm talking about? The people that have the line and it kind of like has a little crease in it. I always wondered if they put one hand and kind of spread the crack apart and shaved in it. If you have a butt chin and you listen to this podcast, <laughs> please email me or hit me up on Twitter and let me know how you shave your butt chin. But 
anyway, um, I never, I don't have like a little chin. Then some people have the chins that just, it's like, is that part of their throat? Is that their Adam's apple or their chin? You know, cause it just kind of goes straight down. Like the, what's the, the beaker dude. Isn't that off the Muppets? The beaker kind of, you know, where you don't have any chin at all. My chin's not that bad. It's just, I've just never, it's not like a strong, firm, good, solid chin. If they carve my face in a mountain, I don't know. I would say just go a little, be be generous with the chin. <laughs> but like if you have a goatee or a, or a beard, it makes your chin, it really just hides it. You know what I mean? And I think that once somebody like me gets a clean shave, it takes years off of me, but you're just not used to seeing your face. And so... You know, it's just kind of strange and everything looks funny. So maybe that's all it is. You know, not that I care that much. The main reason that I really like having a beard is because you don't have to shave. You know, and I really just, I've never been crazy about that. One of the big things about having a beard is that you do have to groom it, which can be kind of tricky because a lot of people don't know how to cut beards. And so you kind of get a bunch of hack jobs when you get your beard trimmed, but I'm trying to learn to do it myself. I have the beard bomb and keep it, I keep it conditioned and nice, but eating is kind of a struggle when you have a beard. And anybody with a beard will know what I'm talking about is that when you eat anything with like marinara sauce or wings or Alfredo or barbecue, just stuff like that, it gets all in your beard. You know, like any kind of sauce like that gets in your beard. Like if you eat a salad with ranch, that just looks weird, you know. And and I guess I never noticed when I was clean shaven and younger how often you wipe your mouth and face, you know, when you eat. Not that I just eat like a, like a crazy blind person that's dizzy. <laughs> not that I eat like that, but stuff just does get in my beard. And then it's not, you can't just leave it, you know, you got to clean your beard, you know, you can't, you can't just wipe it off because there's remnants there. There's crumbs and remnants. And so that's kind of, you know, that's one of the pitfalls, I guess, of having it. But the advantages far outweigh the advantages. Or wait a minute. Did I say that right? The, the advantages far outweigh the disadvantages. I don't know how I said it, but you know what I mean. So I like having a beard and I had a goatee for years and I think that that was kind of bigger in the 90s, maybe. You still see a lot of people with goatees and sometimes in the summer I'll shave my beard and have a goatee. But so this one time, the re I always think about this when I think about goatees. There was this guy that I worked with, right? And his mom was the sweetest little lady that you would ever meet in your life. Like the sweetest grandma. grandma. She, she could be my grandma. Almost. Maybe not quite that old. She was probably in her 70s. And she, um, she said one day that, and it caught, totally caught me off guard. She said one day that I should shave my goatee because it, 
it reminded her of a certain part of the female's anatomy, right? And you can just figure that out. And that totally caught me off guard because I was, I, I just, she said in a colorful way and it wasn't a joke. She was dead serious. And I was just like, I've never heard that before. Is that a common thought? You know, like, okay, thanks. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how to react. And I was like, is that a common thought that older women have or older men and women have? Or, you know, maybe goatees weren't as big when they were coming up. It was more beards and mustaches. And I was just kind of, it just totally threw me off because I was like, you know, am I walking around? Have I been walking around like this? And, you know, when... A senior citizen sees me just randomly in a you know in the grocery store or at you know media play do y'all people remember media play do they just see my face with that on it <laughs> much as walking around and people say oh yeah old people everywhere just say oh look at what's on his face you know and so that always kind of made me self-conscious after that. I was like, man, don't want to be walking around with that on your face. Let me tell you. Anyway, yeah, so that's a cool story. You're welcome. Anyway, before I proceed with my podcast today, I have a, a shout-out to do to a cool little podcast that I listen to, and I've shouted them out. Um, recently, and I just really want to give them another one because you should listen to the Bad Vibe podcast if you do not. It is a solid podcast. It's a comedy podcast. It's kind of like my podcast, except I will say that it's better and it's funnier. And um, you guys should totally check out the Bad Vibe podcast. I love to listen to these guys, and you should too. Last week, I did a um, shout out to a podcast called Pod Full of Sunshine Podcast that I just started listening to. I just discovered this podcast called Pod Full of Sunshine Podcast. And it really is a pod full of, of sunshine when you listen to it. it just may, it's, it's one of those podcasts that I listen to on my commute to work when I just want something kind of chill and fun and funny. It's the podcast to listen to. And I was listening to them this week and I actually discovered that they live in Polk County, Florida. And I lived in Polk County, Florida till I was 11 years old. I actually did live in a little um, city in Polk County, Florida. So I was just like, oh, that's crazy. A podcast that I listened to from the same place that, um, that I used to live when I was a kid. And, um, well, when I was a kid in body form, in my mind, I am still... A kid as you can tell by my podcast but this week i have a promo they sent me a promo and i'm super psyched to let you guys hear it and give you a little taste check it out are you sick of the dark and depressing news that floods our timelines and airwaves are you looking for entertaining news stories that will make you laugh maybe a few upbeat and inspiring news stories we, we are, are the, the podcast, podcast for you. you. I'm Greg. And I'm Diana. And we are the hosts of the Podful of Sunshine podcast. Every week we bring you the funniest, craziest, off-the-wall news stories to come out of Florida. 
But Florida isn't the only place where crazy lives. We bring you the crazy news stories from all around the world. Join us every Monday as we review the crazy news stories of the week. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, basically any major podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And tell a friend. All right, so you should totally check out Pod Full of Sunshine and the Bad Vibe Podcast. They're both solid. They're both comedy podcasts. What's what's there not to like, you know? You'll thank me later. Anyway, so lately I've been listening to a lot of music from my teenage years. You know, bands like Soundgarden, Nirvana, and even Linkin Park. Linkin Park came along later than Soundgarden and Nirvana, Nirvana was probably, well, Nirvana is, was my favorite band when I was a teenager. And I probably listened to more Nirvana than any other band, just because you know how you are when you're a teenager. You're just obsessed with stuff. And I really like Kurt Cobain, Chris Novoselic, Dave Grohl, of course Dave Grohl. Pat Smear played guitar with him a lot. I really just love Nirvana. And, um... I've been listening to a little bit of them lately. I've been listening to um, Chris Cornell, his later stuff that he put out, solo stuff. He has a song called Bend in the Road that you should really check out. It's a solid song. I listened to it one day this week. I listened to it probably about five times in one day because on a lot of days I'm like, what would my soundtrack sound like today? You know, what what would be my theme song for Glenn today? And I like to, I like, it's like a little game that I play with myself. Maybe it's stupid, maybe you do it too. I'm just being honest. But uh, something about all those bands are that um, Chris Cornell, Kurt Cobain, and Chester Bennington all committed suicide. And it's really sad. Well, Kurt Cobain, there, there's a conspiracy theory that it was a murder and not a suicide. And um, it's still, the jury's still out with me. I really, it's there's some sketchy stuff going on around it, but I could see where he, you know, might have committed suicide. So I kind of see both sides with that argument. But it, regardless... All of these guys died young, and it's just sad. I guess Chris Cornell was a little bit older, but he was still young. And it's just so sad to uh, to think about, you know? And it's kind of got me, it's kind of got me, not bummed out, that's not the word, but it, it, it kind of has gotten to me a little bit when I've listened to their music and just been like, ah, you know, it's just tragic is, is all that I can say to describe it. And uh, I was thinking back about death, and I've wanted to talk about death for a while, and I've talked about death before on my podcast, and I've talked about suicide before on my podcast, but I don't really think that I did it justice because I talked about it early, early in my podcast, podcasting career, when I really wasn't comfortable talking um, on a podcast yet. So I thought that I would talk about it a little bit today. So if you are not into the more heavy stuff, maybe you should go back to my last podcast where I talked about belly button lint. <laughs> but anyway, from a young age, because of my dad's job, I was exposed to death a lot. Like I was around a lot of death and 
dying people and funerals and stuff like that. So from a young age, I really, I guess I didn't understand what was going on, but I was just around it. And I remember being young and going to old people's funerals and being like, oh, they were old, you know, and, and they lived a long life. And so that's cool. You know, they're dead now. And, you know, then I would go about my merry little business. And I remember being young and the one funeral that I remember that really got to me, and I'm talking about maybe 10 years old and younger. I remember being at a baby's funeral, like a little baby, and it was like an ice chest. And I was crying. I started to cry. And I was a little boy, and I didn't understand why I was crying. I, I just remember crying, and I didn't know why I was crying. And I kind of came to the conclusion myself that that it was because I felt like that was a little kid like me, and that little kid didn't get to to live their life like me. Because I think that the baby was born and had some problems and died. And I just remember it kind of being more personal, you know. And, you know, when I think about when I think about suicide now, it kind of it kind of hits me in the gut. And and the music uh the music that these men made that I talked about, Chris Cornell and Kurt Cobain and uh, Chester Bennington, all of their music touched me at different times in my life. And although I didn't know them, you kind of you kind of get to know people through their music, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, it's really personal. Music is really personal. And when you feel music really deeply... Um, and music was like a comfort to me during rough times of my life, rough patches in my life. I listened to these guys and could relate to, even if it was just the sounds, you know, it really, I could relate to the guitar riff or the, the, the verse, you know, the lyrics of a song or the chorus, different, different parts of their music touch me in different ways. And I'm really happy that, uh, that they lived and you know i had i've actually had a few friends die i had um two friends actually die in accidents and um and i had two friends die from suicide and the first friend that i had i was in my early 20s and one of my kids um my first child was just born and this guy called me and left me a message and said congratulations and this was my best friend one of my best friends um that I've had and um and he called and congratulated me and and I I talked to him and was like dude um you should come see the baby soon it's late now you know you should definitely come see the baby and within a week uh I got a call from his phone as back when I had um, a flip phone I had a flip phone back then and I got this message of silence it was just a message like a voicemail message from him and he didn't say anything and it was just silent and then I got the call that he 
had pulled over on the side of the road and shot himself in the head. And it really was a rough time for me to get through because here I was with one of the greatest things or the greatest thing that ever happened in my life just happened, um, becoming a parent. And then it was like the most horrible thing that had ever happened to me happened like almost simultaneously you know and so I was feeling a range of emotions and I was really young and I never had a friend die before so it was really odd it was really a strange experience and there was another guy and um, all three of us were close it was me my friend that killed himself I'll call him Pete and uh, my other friend I'll call him Cyrus, <laughs> uh, trying to lighten it up a little bit. And Cyrus was really upset because the three of us were really tight and we were really close. And these guys were there for me. I mean, they were there for me. And so it took me a lot of time. It took me some years to get over what happened to my friend Pete. I went to his funeral and, you know, it was, we were kids, we were in our early twenties and, uh, it was just so, it was so hard to see his parents and just the whole, all his friends were there, his other friends. And I mean, it's all these young people at our buddy's funeral that had his whole life ahead of him, you know, and it's just kind of hard to understand, you know, from the outside looking in. Well, my other friend um, that I call Cyrus, uh, he went on for years and years and he never got closure, you know, and that's something about suicide to me is it kind of leaves a hole in you that never gets filled. You know, it's kind of like something is missing and it never gets filled and you don't want to fill it. You don't want it to be filled. You know, you don't want to forget about these people that that were there for you and that you loved, you know? Well, my other friend Cyrus never, um, he felt like he should have been there. And I had that thought initially, you know? And I blame myself, like, why wasn't I there? Why didn't I hear my phone when it went off? And I didn't, you know? I had a baby and I've just, I don't know, you can't, you can't blame yourself at when stuff like this happens. You just can't. You can be there for people the best that you can, but you never know when something like this is going to happen. And I guess I'm talking to the one person that might be listening to this podcast that has that has wrestled with this in the past. It's just sometimes horrible stuff happens, and you can't always be there for everybody all the time. And you've got to forgive yourself, you know, if you feel like you did something wrong, you didn't, you know. Well, my friend Cyrus, he never got over it. He never forgave himself. And he actually, let's say, probably about nine years later. Yeah, about nine years later, he did the same exact thing, right? And... That was, that really shook me. That really shook me because I was like, man, there was the three of us. And we actually, me and my friend Cyrus, 
at the our friend Pete's funeral, we actually promised each other if we ever got in a bad way, we would never do that. We would call, you know, he'd call me or I'd call him, you know, because uh, we didn't never want it to go through that pain again. Well, he did the same exact thing. And it was just, it really, really crushed me. And I dealt with suicide before, um, but to have to deal with it again was just so, it w- it just, it just blew me away. I just couldn't believe that, that it happened again. And now they were both gone, you know, and I understand, I think that I understand depression a little bit better and I've had depression problems in the past. Um, and I think that so, what it, is to me is I know that there's chemical imbalances and mental illnesses and I really understand that but I think that when people say that it was the most selfish thing that someone could do I think that that is kind of an ignorant statement and it really it really rubs me the wrong way when people talk that way Um, because when you're depressed your emotions get really loud. You know, that's what happens. The, the, the things that you feel, um, get really loud in your head. And I think that people that reach the end of their rope, I think that sometimes they don't see a way out because they are just, they've just gone really far and they're not thinking selfishly they actually think that the world would be better off without them which we all know that is not true you are you're never beyond hope if you're listening to this and you're depressed just let me tell you that your life means something to the people around you it really does and you are worth you are worth so much your pri- your life is a priceless gift and you know if you're feeling depressed or like it's just not worth it anymore let me just tell you that your your perception is not always reality and and you are important and your life is important to to your family and your friends and it just really it really really sucks when suicide happens because it's not like the end of your life where you lived a long happy life it's like cut short and it's like a light goes out and it's just so tragic you know for the people to go go through that care about you you matter but the people around you matter too and it's just so i can't describe how devastating it is to children and and spouses and friends and moms and dads it's just It really is something that, I don't know, it's affecting me because I still think about these guys all the time. And I know that my podcast is usually good, good, clean, fun, and sun. Why is he talking about suicide? But it's just something that has affected my life. And it's something that, you know, I think about these guys. And I think about where they would be or what we would what we would be doing. Or I think about something that I would like to tell them or laugh with them about. Because I've shared a bunch of laughs with these guys. And uh, 
And so I guess I'm just, I don't know. I just, uh, I just wanted to talk about that today. And I didn't want to talk about it until today. And I was like, oh, I talked about that before. But then I looked back and found the episode. And I was like, oh, that's when I wouldn't talk very much because I was scared. But it just really is it's something that it, it really affects a lot of people. It's like a ripple, you know, effect. And it's just, I don't know what else to say. I get it. I really do get it. But if you feel like harming yourself, um, just talk to somebody. You know, reach out. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can send me an email. I'm, you can talk to me. I'll talk to you. You know, I'll care. I care. And, uh, or talk to somebody around you. Just don't, just don't carry that stuff around because it's bad, you know? And maybe if you know that someone's having a hard time in their life, you know, and going through some stuff, <coughs> whether it's a job loss or a divorce or whatever it is, you know, you tell those people that you love them. Because, you know, people need to hear that and people need support and love, you know, and, you know, I think that that is one of the, that is the saddest thing that I've ever experienced. So I thought that I would put that at the end of a podcast that I usually try to make you smile with. <laughs> That's just how I do. But. I hope that all of you have a great weekend. If you don't hear this till Monday, I hope that you have a great week. And if you want to hear me talk about anything, I'll totally be glad to talk about whatever the subject is that you want me to talk about. As long as it's not political or religious. I really, or I'll talk about cults. I'll talk about crazy cults. I will talk about that. Whatever you got. You can email me, glennthinkstuff at yahoo.com. Glenn thinks stuff at yahoo.com. I say it twice because that is what professionals such as people other than myself do. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Glenn thinks stuff and catch the latest stuff there because sometimes I just tweet stuff. Not only do I think stuff, I tweet stuff. Glenn tweets stuff. That would be a good podcast idea to never do but i hope that you guys have a great week i'm sorry about bumming you out at the end but i love you so for what it's worth take care of yourself everybody i'll talk to you next week peace out